Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On Matt Mosley Show, live from the Baylor Club, Adam Kaplan, noted NFL insider, joining us now. And Adam, it was fun to visit with you the other day on uh, Fox National Radio. And I thought, man, I need to track down Adam today. Now, you're all over the place. You were with Pittsburgh the other day. Yep. You've been taking your tour uh, across the NFL. Where, um, Where's your latest stop? And you started so with I, the Cowboys. Where are you now? Right. Yeah, so I just got back from Spartanburg, South Carolina, where the Panthers were hosting the Jets. Now, today's practice was canceled due to weather, so I took an early flight back home. So then uh, I'll head uh, next week. Uh, the Eagles will be hosting the Browns for two days, and then I will fly to Detroit, where I will see the Lions hosting the Jaguars. I'm going to see probably, oh, 12 teams work with each other and probably a total of 16 to 18 teams on this tour. I like it. And, you, you know, those teams getting together, there's a lot of fun stuff that comes out of that, other than just the fights and the aggression that takes place. Interesting, the Cowboys seem to have taken some kind of position and they've been they've been part of that in the past, um, not really embracing that this year. We'll see, we'll see what's going on. Now I, I read um, I like some of your stuff on this Pro Football Network, and one of the things you uh, you had in a recent uh, story that you were writing and talking about was about Tony Pollard of the Cowboys and then Mozzie Smith. Let's start with Pollard. Sure. Um, he's he's you know. I think they're happy with with how he's progressed from the injury, and he's starting to get more and more time. I mean, with running backs, I don't know how much time they need in the preseason. I, I think they, I think they're feeling better and better, better and better all the time. But one of the things you kind of teased in this article was about the backup. I mean, yeah. I, we're we're all infatuated with Deuce Vaughn because we watched him in Texas mm-hmm. in high school and then watched him at Kansas State, but. What sort of options? I mean, do you when you think of the Cowboys running back situation, do you still kind of think of it, Adam, is, is, is pretty thin? Or are you starting to find out that maybe some of these backups could be nice complementary type players? See, Matt, let's go to the latter part. So there's no question Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn would be a good changeup uh, to Pollard here. But that's not really what they need. They need an answer. This is – just talking to coaches over the years, they'll always go to me, okay, well, if this guy gets hurt, what's our answer to replace him? So the Cowboys have to ask themselves, and, and really Jerry Jones and, and Will McClay and, and Mike McCarthy and even Brian Schottenheimer, who's, who's certainly involved. I'll be writing about Schottenheimer soon for Pro Football Network. But you can't go into the season thinking, well, Deuce Vaughn could handle 13 to 15 carries a game if we need him to. Really? I mean, that that's – you just you can't think that. There's no one in the National Football League who did scouting thought that. I, I look. I could be in two or three years if, if Vaughn winds up being his his backup and Pollard gets hurt and he has to do that and he does it. Hey, I'll, I'll admit that I'm wrong. But I've not talked to anyone in college scouting that, that feels that way. That's why I wrote what I wrote. And you look at these undrafted guys. They've got four other guys over the last three years who are undrafted guys. Uh, or Dowdle, Davis, actually three guys. And Luke, I actually knew about. Uh, I talked to someone who had his area in North Dakota State. 
who's might actually play fullback someday. Who knows? But it's just you can't be serious thinking like this is going to be good enough. Uh, they really need a veteran backup for Pollard because if Pollard gets hurt, they 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 have real problems. Well, that's interesting um, to think about that and to think about the rest of the division. And the Cowboys always seem to leave themselves thin. It, a lot of times we talk about wide receiver. They seem to be okay at wide receiver. But that would be interesting to see what they do. Now, what about Mozzie? I mean, you're oh, yeah. out there. Now, again, uh, right after we were out there too, Ed Werder and I, but they put the pads on, oh, last Monday or yep. this past Monday. I mean, that's that's when it gets kind of exciting and everything. Um what did you think of Mozzie coming out of Michigan? I mean, he's got this enormous strength. I hear a lot of Larry Allen talk in terms of the weight room, but nobody cares about the weight room when it comes to actually, you know, the play on the field. Um, how big of an impact do you feel like he could make right away? Because that's one thing the Cowboys struggle with is stopping that run, and that needs yep. to be something they shore up this season. Yeah, you saw that first Philly game last year. They they got they got eaten alive. I mean, they just they could not stop the run. It was a problem. And and as I you know, talking to coaches over the years, depth is not how many guys you out at a position. It's how many guys do you feel good about. You could have only four guys if they're all good at stopping the run or, or, or all good. You don't need anybody else. But in this case, you know, the Cowboys had a lot of guys last year, but they they just their technique was poor. They didn't they just didn't fill gaps well. So what I wrote for Pro Football Network was. In, in, in part, you could go to profootballnetwork.com and, and you could find my piece there. And also, if you're following me on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL, C A P L A N NFL, I link to it. So, the thing that um, someone who was, who was an area scout for an NFL team told me when he, he read me a scouting report, he said, Look, one of the things that I wrote for my team is that, yes, he's an excellent run stopper, but because he's so strong and explosive for a guy's size, down the road, once he gets the technique down, he said by year three or four, before he ends his rookie contract, he's going to be better than average pass rusher. And I said to this guy, I'm like, this is interesting because I've never heard this before from anyone in scouting from Monty Smith before the draft. I mean, he's he, the the uh, the off the field issue uh, was downplayed by NFL people. It was not a problem. That's it didn't it didn't really determine where he would go. Didn't it didn't knock him. It's just because he's not a pass rusher, Matt. That's why he didn't go higher. But in two to three years, Matt. You, you might see this guy being a lot better at, at, to be able to collapse the pocket and get to the quarterback. Interesting. I, I like that. I like that you dig in there and you talk to a variety of people. I've always wondered, Adam, what do you do on uh, what do you do on Saturdays? Do you are you like the rest of us? Do you watch just a ton of college ball? Now I'm always at a game and mostly Baylor games, the uh, my alma mater. Um, but what do you? Uh, what are your Saturdays like? Are you digging in? And and uh, what is your rooting interest, by the way? I mean, I think of you as such a uh, an insider. I mean, you don't really share your uh, your thoughts or who you're rooting for or anything like that because you're not wired that way. Yeah. What is your What is your college like on a on a <laughs> Saturday? Do you have a Do you have a strong rooting interest? I I don't watch college football at all, Matt, to be honest with you, until December. (laughs) So here's what happens. Okay, this is what I told. When I I got hired by Pro Football Network uh, a couple months ago, I said, guys, here's the deal. Because they wanted me to help do a mock draft in the fall. I said, guys, I don't follow college football until December. It's not going to change. I have no interest in it. Uh, With an asterisk. 
if I'm told there's a quarterback to see that's in my area, I live in the Philadelphia area. Like, for instance, who I was told Joe Flacco in 2007 was a guy that no one's talking about but has a chance to go in the first round. So guess what? I went to see him in Villanova. Uh, Blake Bortles was with Central Florida. They were playing Temple in 2013, so I went to see Blake Bortles. Uh, Connor Cook was a quarterback from Michigan State. I drove to the University of Maryland to watch him play. Uh, that's oh, uh, when 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 Temple was a top ten team under Matt Rule, and Notre Dame came in. This was Temple had they if they had beaten Notre Dame, absolutely would have been a top five team. This is when Jalen Smith was with Notre Dame and and Deshaun Kaiser. So that's when I go to answer your question. I, I will only really watch it. If there's a need to, if, if, if I get told, told by someone in scouting, you need to see this player, you need to be aware of him, and then I'll take a look. Yeah, you just mentioned, like, all the quarterbacks who broke Baylor's hearts. Blake Bortles <laughs> yeah. beats him in, like, the Fiesta Bowl and a New Year's Six Bowl back in around the time you're talking about, 2013. And then uh, uh, Connor Cook beat him in the Cotton Bowl with Michigan State. Okay, so you're bringing back some bad memories here. If you hear, like... Uh, Chris Cross, Christopher Cross singing Sailing in the background, Adam, do not. <laughs> I know yeah, the song that's... very well, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yacht Adam rock. Kaplan, uh, oh, Yacht Rock, yeah, I like, I like that on uh, Sirius XM sometimes. Right. Adam Kaplan joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I'm kind of curious what you came away, and you, and you wrote about it again on your insider notebook on Pro Football Network, but Kellen Moore with the Chargers. What's been the reception like for him there? And, I mean, it just seems like so far we hear really good things about the relationship. He had a great relationship with Dak. I mean, you know, you get fired by the Cowboys, you could do a lot worse than ending up in that situation. What? How different do you expect the Chargers to look and, and has Kellen Moore been pretty aggressive in putting his imprint on that Chargers offense? Yeah, they're going to be super aggressive, Matt. They, they, as I wrote for Pro Football Network, so under Joe Lombardi, the former OC, who's now uh, the OC for the Broncos under his friend Sean Payton, they were short to intermediate pass game. They really did not throw the ball deep. They didn't really challenge. For whatever reason, with Justin Herbert, Sonorbus Armstrong, they didn't really take advantage of it. That's out the door. Kellen Moore is a vertical pass caller. You know, if, if Michael Gallup had been healthy coming off the ACL, things would have been different for Moore. But he was, he was kind of hamstrung. Not anymore. He's got Mike Williams who could go get it. You, you got first-round pick, Johnston, Quinn Johnson, who, who could have, by the way, because the, the Chargers, and I'm going to write about this, somewhere down the line for, for Pro Football Network about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams' salary cap numbers, Matt. By restructure, both have cap numbers of over $30 million. It's ridiculous for next season. That, that For 24, that's unsustainable. That's why Quentin Johnson out of TCU will be a starter. So they're, they're really, and they've got a vertical tight end in Gerald Everett who really could get down the seam. So they're going to be super aggressive. And, and you, you said it, you made a good point at the start of this with the Chargers and Kellen Moore. They are so excited to have him. They just, it's just, it's kind of like the, their front office is giddy. They, they just see, they just see what's coming here. They're, they're going, they've been heavy, they had been heavy 12 personnel, which is two tight ends, two receivers. Previously under Lombardi, now they're going to be heavy 11, which is three receivers, one tight end. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to change, and it's going to really take advantage of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's going to have a monster season for the Chargers. Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's an exciting quarterback. That was a great place for Kellen to land. And, I mean, that, that's one of the greatest, uh, I mean, as far as soft landings, that's about the cushiest landing I've ever seen. Now, McCarthy starts calling the plays for the Cowboys. I, You just said you were about to write something on Brian Schottenheimer. I've had people say to me, boy, they, they knew Kellen was gone when Schottenheimer showed up. Not because he didn't like him or something like that. It's just how close Schottenheimer and McCarthy and those kind of ties are. What do you um, – are you buying into the, this this McCarthy, let McCarthy be McCarthy, like this could be the breakthrough the Cowboys have needed? I mean, you know you know Schottenheimer and kind of know that relationship better than most. What do you? What is your sense? Do you think the Cowboys could finally break through? Maybe it. You know, maybe the, yeah. You know, it's interesting, Matt. I, I don't know Schottenheimer really other than I've talked to him twice. I ran into him at Seahawks camp, and I know why the Seahawks brought him there to coach Russell Wilson hard. And I I know that Wilson and, and Schottenheimer clashed a little bit. So did Pete Carroll and Schottenheimer. But Schotty, Schotty's sort of an – he was known to be – it's like, you know, his dad, the late Marty, wanted to run the football all the time. Brian's kind of not like that. He's just he, – he he was into analytical data and and so was the front office with the with the Seahawks. One of the things, Matt, that most people don't know or not did not realize, Russell Wilson was on pace to set an NFL record for touchdown passes in a season. He had twenty eight through eight games in twenty twenty, and then things kind of unraveled uh, with the relationships with Shadi with, with certain people, and it and he parted ways. Pete wanted him out and. But Schottenheimer's an aggressive guy, and, and Mike McCarthy is not. You know, he runs an old-school West Coast offense. So I'm, I'm just really interested to see what this relationship's going to be like and, and how much of an influence uh, Schottenheimer will have. I, I would hope that Mike, look, he brought him in. I hope he's a good listener. I hope he's not, he, you know, he could be stubborn with Green Bay. He was not forward-thinking. That's His offense got stale. That's one of the many reasons why he was dismissed. But the guy's a good head coach. Uh, but now you bring in Brandon Cooks. Galp's completely over his ACL injury. Uh, you got the tight end, uh, uh, Schoonmaker, who I actually met at a football camp uh, right before training camp started. Who's a He's a wide tight end who's athletic, uh, so he'll fit in well with this offense. And, of course, CeeDee Lamb's great. There's no reason why this offense can't be more dynamic this season. Yeah, it's uh, they, they need it to be, and maybe, who knows, the defense could be elite. Although they, they keep getting these DBs beat up a little bit in practice, um, this is you know in training camp. This is going to be this division is going to be interesting. You know the Eagles as well as anybody. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. Do you kind of buy that the Giants with with Jones and kind of the breakthrough a bit that they had last year? Do they? Um, is that? I mean, is this a is this a three-horse race, or is this truly just a mono-a-mono Eagles versus Cowboys situation? The latter, yeah. The Cowboys are, are because of the type of offseason they put together in terms of the talent level. Uh, now, look, secondary, nobody has a deeper cornerback group than the Cowboys. And they don't have Jordan Lewis right now, but they're so deep a corner. They're legit. 
they're legit six deep. See, I'm I'm a Nation Wright fan. I, I I think the guy's talented. You got him. You get the kid Eric Scott. I know they're excited about now. Kelvin Joseph obviously has been a major disappointment. He's a second round pick, but the, the the big thing is, look, Trayvon Diggs is super gifted. He got you know he got his contract. He makes big plays. He gives up big plays. That's just you have to live with it. They're really good at safety. This this is you know quite frankly, you can make a case if you want twenty two starters that the Cowboys are more talented. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of certain positions. They're clearly better at Philly. They're better quarterback now. Dak, I don't know what happened to him last season. We know about the, the picks. The Eagles' offensive line is terrific, though they, they have a they have a real issue at right guard. Uh, the Eagles have the had the best pass rush and one of the best in NFL history with seventy sacks. But they but but Matt, the Eagles have seven new starters, a minimum of seven new starters: two on offense, five on defense, two new coordinators. It's a lot of change for a team that just got to the Super Bowl. So to me, it's very, very even. All right. And I've been watching some of the stuff they're doing on the O-line, moving some guys around a little bit, just kind of getting ready. I mean, not everybody maybe will be ready, but they, they put that too deep out before the Eagles' first preseason game. And uh, I love some of the reaction to that, people getting excited. I guess when you go to the Super Bowl – and then you come out like you say you got new starters you got but I mean I, to your point earlier about running back I look at the running backs for the Eagles and I mean you recognize everybody on there like it's a mm-hmm. it's loaded and again I, yeah. you might make an argument well they're better you know Pollard's better at the top well maybe sure. so maybe so but I mean we're talking six deep or five deep at least with names yeah. you know. And he, I like even, you know, look at Sermon, people like that. My gosh, I watched him at OU, and there was so much talent there. So, uh, and they're going to throw the ball. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a very talented group. Now, wide receiver-wise, though, what do you, what do you think, Eagles? Um, I was just looking at the, uh, the, the depth chart and everything. I mean, that's good. A.J., obviously, man, he always has a chip on his shoulder. Devontae was incredible last year. Um, Quez, I mean, is that is that one through three? Is that as or is that comparable to the Cowboys, or would you almost have them in a dead heat there with, the, well, with, the with what the Cowboys added? Yeah, yeah the, the Cowboys have better depth. Uh, the Eagles starting two is one of the best tandems in the National Football League, but they don't have very good depth. Alameda Zacchaeus has not had a great camp. You know, he was a starter for Atlanta. He's more of a slot receiver. Quez Watkins has had the best training camp of his four-year career. He was miscast as a slot receiver. He's a, he's a, he's a nine-route vertical runner. That, that was a mistake. Uh, they, they just don't have very good depth. That, that would worry me. It's another issue, man. When you match up both teams, it's, now th- their coaching had been superior. This is not a knock on Dallas, but the Eagles coaching since Sirianni, Nick Sirianni became the head coach has been phenomenal. But they've lost six total assistants this, this past offseason. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of change. Yeah, it is. And uh, man, I like all this. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, this Pro Football Network and, and all your podcasting that you're doing. Uh, enjoy. I'm watching. You know, your uh, your trip. So it's been fun, kind of getting back uh, visiting with you. And I look forward to doing this again soon. Adam, I appreciate it. Get some rest at some point. Yeah, I believe that's what Saturday's for. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, Adam Kaplan checking in with us from the road. He's got a bunch of games to go to. 
bunch of insider-type knowledge that he has, and he talks to all these uh, head coaches, and I'll be interested to read his uh, Schottenheimer piece that's coming up. So good stuff from our man Adam Kaplan.